Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. 2019 is over and done with, and before we get into the craziness that seems to be 2020, I want to take a look back real quick in this special side quest edition of Professor RPG's RPG University to just go through and kind of off the cuff talk about the RPGs that came out in 2019. Now I am flying solo, this is a solo quest this time around, so there's no guest it's just me, but I do have uh, lines and I did get memories and thoughts from the internet on this one from some people, so we'll be sharing that as usual from around the web section later on that you can look forward to. And just as a quick aside, I will not be going into any of the tabletop RPG stuff that I have been playing and doing this year, but you can look forward to uh, more Dungeons and Dragons, things like that later in 2020. I am working on some stuff with that, so uh, stay tuned if you are a fellow Dungeons and Dragons player. I'm also going to try and do some more Pathfinder stuff. I haven't played Pathfinder myself, but I know of it. Might try and get some people to talk about their experience with Pathfinder and Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs, so look forward to that. But in just quickly... Dungeons and Dragons had some fantastic releases this year, I have to say. I myself picked up uh, Ghosts of Saltmarsh. I really enjoyed that one with kind of like the piratey ships and things like that. I picked up the Penny Arcade uh, Acquisitions Incorporated book. That was really good. I love the art in it. Um, I'm currently trying to devise a playthrough session uh, where I can use some of the stuff from that. Really enjoyed uh, looking into and reading the Descent into Avernus book. Uh, module. I'm hoping to run that campaign sometime this year with some friends. And Eberron, holy crap, do I like the look of that book. And the new character classes and races, it's going to be really good. And for all you parents out there, or maybe aunts or uncles, or just people that uh, have a little one, did you know there's a dungeon? Okay, I got this from my nephews, the two nephews. The ABCs and 123s of Dungeons and Dragons. Absolutely adorable books. Highly recommend you pick them up. You can get them on Amazon and probably like Barnes and Noble and stuff. Not a this is not a sponsored episode. I just highly recommend you check them out if you have a little one. But on to the video game portion and we're go- what I'm going to do with this one is just kind of go through the month, break down the games uh the big games that I played and that I know came out in each of the months, kind of talk about games that I've actually played, my thoughts on them, and just kind of hang out and uh, give you an idea of what I, I've been playing this year on my own time outside of Irrational Passions or for Irrational Passions for review um, or to write the guides and just things that I enjoy. So let's get started with January. Now, January 2019 saw some pretty pretty fun games i know like a couple big games myself um started out pretty early with uh tales of vesperia definitive edition now myself i'm a huge 
huge Tales fan, actually. The first episode of this podcast was all about Tales of Vesperia with uh, Mr. Alex O'Neill, editor-in-chief for Irrational Passions. Absolutely love this game. Tales is one of my favorite RPG series, so being able to play all the originally unique content that was only on the PlayStation 3, being able to get that with Patty and finally permanently recruiting uh, Flynn, loved it. Absolutely loved it. I got it both on PS4 and uh, Switch, actually. So I, I got to support the Tales games. Granted, it's much more likely nowadays that we'll get them, but can never be too safe. Can never be too careful. Um, but it also, on the same day, January 11th, the last Mario & Luigi game we might ever get with Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey came out on 3DS. That's one That's one series I've never played. I've really never played. Um, I have the Super Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga for Game Boy Advance I had gotten used when I used to work at GameStop. Um, never really played it. It was always one of those games that I wanted to play. Um, just never got around to it. And I also have the remake of it for 3DS still sealed on my game shelf that my mom had gotten me a couple years ago for... Christmas or my birthday or something, but one day, one day I will do it. I might even uh, do a stream through or a, a capture of it or something, because I do have a 3DS capture card. Um, let's see, what else came out? Oh, a little, little title, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. I think some people played it, but yes, holy moly, what, what an emotional game. And funny enough, as I'm recording this, I think it's literally a week from today that the Remind DLC is coming out. So, wow. It's, after so long and waiting for so long and all the kind of jukes and teases that Square Enix put us through releasing so many branching side games and spinoffs. Granted, mo many of them, I would say, are very good games. My Probably one of my personal favorite games is Broke by Sleep. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But to finally get the third game, uh, it, it meant something. I'm not going to lie that when it was a snowstorm the night it was picking, uh, it was coming out. It was coming out at like 9, 9 p.m. at GameStop. They were doing one of those releases. and oh, it, it was like a snowstorm. It had been snowing and it was sleeting. Oh, the roads were horrible. But luckily the GameStop near me was... Eh, Probably about maybe five, seven minutes away. So it wasn't too bad, but it was still quite the harrowing trip and got there and big long line, huge line. Picked it up and immediately came home. I had taken the day off. No, I wasn't working yet. I wasn't working on my current job yet. And uh, I, I immediately ran in. My girlfriend was getting ready for bed and, and quickly ran into my office where my tv and my game room was and turned off all the light well i threw the disc in and started installing and when it finally installed i turned the lights off and i closed the door and i was just like basked in the title screen you know that that beautiful white with the the serenading music it was it was perfect and i i i'm not gonna lie i did tear up a bit just the emotional resonance of uh, what I was about to play, and I absolutely loved the game. I did find it to be a bit easy. Um, I wish it 
was a bit more challenging. I, I, I'm bummed it, the original game got rid of the Final Fantasy aspect and kind of the other Square property aspect because I know Kingdom Hearts is its own big brand now, but part of the charm was always interacting with those uh, other Square cost, uh, Square characters and to have those just be absent from the base game was was pretty pretty sad but remind looks like they're bringing a lot of people back so i'm I'm just hoping for a sephiroth fight we gotta we gotta end things with sephiroth especially with the final fantasy 7 remake coming out but that was a big one um we'll go on again dragon mark for death now this was an inti creates kind of 2d action rpg another game that i got on sale because it was it's on switch and you can buy like the complete bundle uh, physical. So I picked that up a, a few months back. It's still sealed, but I love NT Creates games. Azure Strike Gunvolt. I, I I love the Mega Man Zero games. I I really enjoyed back in the day, and will enjoy again here in a month, month or two with the collection. But Dragon Mark for Death. I definitely want to play through again, but. Uh, or I want to play through for the first time, but we will see. And then we have a, a bunch of other smaller games really quick just to hit them off. Um, and I'm pulling this, uh, all these lists is coming from courtesy of RPGsite.net. So thank you very much. Um, Momodoro Reverie Under the Moonlight um, Switch. I think I remember seeing a speed run of this game and it seemed pretty cool. Um, uh why one one i'm guessing y2k a postmodern rpg i i don't i don't know anything about that one but uh fairy fencer f advent dark force that was for switch um don't really know anything about that along with feudal alloy not familiar with that but that came out on switch and pc sword art online fatal bullet complete edition for ps4 xbox one pc that came out that was like a action shooter of the sword art line uh series I myself, I played a little of one of the Sword Art games a couple years ago, but I don't remember what. I did watch the first two seasons of the anime, but I haven't watched the other, um, and went from there. Um, Langrisser Mobile, didn't play that. I vaguely remember hearing stuff about it. Um, truth be told, I'm not a big mobile game player. I just can't get around using a touchscreen. I'm still stuck in the mindset of, I remember the old kind of crummy mobile games that you would play on your keypad. And I've just never been able to really sync and to really stick with with mobile RPGs or mobile games in general. So who knows? It could be good. Along with Aeon Legions of War, that was a mobile game. Legrand Legacy, Tale of Fate Bounds. Legrand? It sounds familiar, but I, know, I, I don't really know much about it. Another Eden, The Cat Beyond Time and Space, that's a mobile one. Mage's Initiation, Reign of the Elements, that's PC. Don't know anything about that one. Tangle Deep uh, Switch, I vaguely have an idea, I think. Um, but that was on Switch. Record of Agris War, Marriage, uh, that was on PC. Um, yeah, don't know anything. So that will take us into February, the month of love with... Uh, Valentine's Day or Single Awareness Day or whatever you like to uh, or maybe you don't celebrate anything and that's okay too but we started off with Etrian Odyssey Nexus 
the last entry of the Etrian game on the 3DS system. I really like these dungeon crawlers. Um, I got started with the Etrian series back with the original one on the DS, like the original launch, launch day, because it came out when I was working at GameStop. uh, Well, it was EB Games because it hadn't been bought by GameStop yet, but I absolutely love this series. I love the difficulty. I love the challenge. Um, I loved all the nods and kind of callbacks, and this was definitely a... Nexus is definitely a game for the fans. Uh, it combined, it brings back so many characters and lands and dungeons and music. It, it was it was fantastic. My only gripe though is because it <clears throat> super late 3DS title. It was only uh, the Japanese dub, which I mean still sounded good, but at the same time, um, would have liked. If uh, if they had gone with an English dub, but I completely understand why they wouldn't. Um, Salt and Sanctuary came out on Xbox One. That's a really good 2D, like Dark Souls kind of RPG. Really good game. I I want to say it was made by a like a husband and wife or something over a number of years. I th- I want to say that was what it is. I, I remember that. I could be. I could have I could have dreamt it. I don't know. I could have dreamt that story. Um, God Eater Three came out the anime um, the anime Monster Hunter S game. I would say God the I would say the God Eater series was like the first successful uh, Monster Hunter esque. copy it's not like a direct copy because that's doing both god eat that's doing god eater god eater a disservice but it was the first style of hunter game that really took the monster hunter formula and made it its own and i feel was successful um of course monster hunter was the first as far as i know the first one that was like monster hunter is monster hunter but God Eater, I think, was the first one that really took it and then ran with it as its own property. But the latest one of that came out on um, PS4 and PC. That was on February 8th. Um, Final Fantasy, and we saw, I think this might have been the first. Yeah, I think Final Fantasy Nine came out on Xbox One and Switch in February, it says. And that might have been the first of the wave of Final Fantasies that would come to um, both platforms. Like, we'll get into this in a, in a month or two, but um, on this list, I mean. But y- uh, Yakuza Kiwami came out on PC February 19th. Um, I haven't played the PC version, but I've started on the PS4 version. I really want to finish it. That's one of my goals for this year is to really get through the Yakuza series, because I have Yakuza Kiwami, and I have Yakuza 0, and I have Yakuza Kiwami 2 in my Amazon cart, but I also have the Yakuza Remastered Collection pre-ordered, so I want to I want to get through that. That's that's one of my goals this year, so you, you listeners, you hold it up to me, or you hold me up to it, okay? Tweet at me, be like, hey, solid, have you played Yakuza yet? Do it? And uh, 
yeah, just keep begging me on to play it because I, I want to. Just finding time. <clears throat> and then um, Nier, Aut- Nier Automata, Game of the Yorha Edition came out. Um, Nier's, Nier Automata is great. Nier Automata is fantastic. Um, I didn't get this mo- or this edition. I got the original one for PS4 last year, the year before, whenever it, it uh, that came out. Absolutely love it. I still am blown away that this is like the far future from the Dragon Guard games. Um, and in case you didn't know that, it's true. So you should look it up. It's quite an intricate and crazy storyline that links uh, the old Dragon Guard game for PS2 to to to, to near with all the branching storylines. But it's a, a very interesting one to. Uh, to deep dive into and then anthem oh anthem uh anthem is one of those games where i'm sorry i was right the way like when they showed it off at e3 2018 a lot of it was just the same old same old. like we had seen so much and they were promising so much. And the release date they set, with it being so early in the year, this game desperately, desperately needed, like, six months more. Like, it needed more time to really grow, develop, to to find its footing, and just, this just reeked to me of being shoved out the door so it could get out in fiscal year, uh, in that previous fiscal year from EA. Little did we know in February what a absolute cluster of a development nightmare Anthem was and all the stress and the crying room at Bioware and there's so many news articles about this game that I, I'm not going to go go into it but it has a cool it has a cool idea like the flying is the best part. But considering it's like a looter shooter RPG, there's there's so many better ones. Well, there's a number. I shouldn't say there's so many. There's a number of better ones that have that are out on the market, that have been out on the market, that do pretty much everything better than this. That's just like why didn't you kind of learn, especially from Destiny? Because I feel like a lot of Especially Destiny 1 had the same mistakes that Anthem did. And I feel Anthem and Bioware learned nothing when they were developing Anthem from Destiny. But we we kind of know that to be the case because in... I can't remember what interview. It might have been IGN that they hadn't really looked out or researched other, other games to compare it to, which... You know, I just said I wasn't going to go into these new stories about this because there's it's been beaten to death. So we're going to move on. Uh, Anthem, I hope you do have like a 2.0 relaunch and you're good because there's cool ideas there. It's just in your current form, you're garbage. In my opinion, if you love Anthem, good. I'm glad. I'm really glad you like the game. More power to you. Not for me. I hope it gets better. I hope they do a huge revamp like a like is slightly rumored to be happening 
Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, a couple other games that came out in February that I don't really have much to say about is Evil Land Legendary Edition for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, Magic Scroll Tactics for Switch. Know nothing about that game. Death End Request uh, for PS4. That was his February 19th. Axe Alliance vs. Empire. That's a mobile game. Um, Yokai Watch 3. Man, Yokai Watch. Remember when they were like trying to push that as Pokemon? I do. Um, never. Yeah. <laughs> That's one property that really never, never uh, took off over here. And at least from what I could tell. Um, but, yeah. I got the watch. I got the. I got the on sale because. Um, my friend Greg and I, we were convinced that it was going to sell out the watch, like it was going to become a collector's item. So was, we went to Toys R Us back when there was still a Toys R Us and uh, bought a couple. So I still have a still sealed Generation 1 Yokai watch with some medals. But we move on into March, and this, this was kind of a cool month because this, uh, the during this month, I went to PAX East at the time and got to see a lot of cool stuff, but I also got to play a lot of cool games back in uh, March of 2019. Let's see. Division 2 came out. I was actually kind of excited for this, and then I played for a while, and it was fun. It was, it was a more refined uh, version of Division, which was fun. It was a new locale. I hadn't played enough of Division 1, or at least not in a long time, so... I, it felt a lot like what I remember Division 1 being. So, it was fun. Uh, me and Mike and Alex from IP, we did some streams and we played some multiplayer. That was fun. The Division is one of those games where it's better just play with friends. Like, it's better to play with friends, I think. Um, or by yourself, one or the other. Randos, I don't. I've I never really played with randos. So, but, um, Super Robot Wars T came out over in, uh, the Asian territories, but it had English. Um, I love Super Robot Wars, man. I, I'm always blown away by how clean the 2D art in those games are. Um, for those of you that might not be super familiar with Super Robot Wars, uh, the Super Robot Wars series... It's a tactical RPG with mechs uh, from all manner of Japanese anime series. Um, you have Gundam, you have Mazenkaiser, you have Evangelion, you have Golion, which is uh, was Voltron over here. You have all sorts of series. And they just, it's like a weird crossover dimensional blitzkrieg. And, uh, good, just like a, it's like, it reminds me like of a, an Avengers, it was like a team up, you know? Really, really good. Um, I imported this, I haven't played it, but I have played a number of the other Super Robot Wars games. Absolutely love them. I'm hoping that with us getting, um, SD Gundam G-Generation Crossrays later in the year, um, 
that hopefully it's sold it sells well enough that we might start getting some Super Robot Wars games too. I think that one has a bigger issue with um, licensing uh, with all the different properties that are used in it as opposed to just Gundam like the ST Gundam series is but who knows maybe one day and on another game that really surprised me and I really enjoyed and I played actually a lot of this on the flights to and from PAX East was Chocobo's Mystery Dungeons everybody on the PS4 and Switch that came out on March 20th such a fun game so charming now this originally came out on the Nintendo Wii um and maybe 3DS? The Wii I know for sure, but it's a dungeon crawling kind of mystery. It's it's a mystery dungeon, but it, you play as a chocobo, and you can job class, or it has a job class system, and you can learn abilities and get little monster friends to tackle dungeons with you. A lot of fun. It's... If you like mystery dungeon games, style games, or roguelikes, things like that, it... This is just a charming game. Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon is just a charming game that you should enjoy. It's not a full price title. You're not going to be spending 60 bucks on it. it it's not, I don't, it, it's, I, I don't know what it's currently going for. I should have looked it up, but it's a lot of fun. Just, just give it a try. Give it a try. Um, next, the, this next game is, would start my absolute love of the series um that would go on to be one of like my top favorite game of the year and this was the legend of heroes trails of cold steel decisive edition this was the ps4 kind of remaster version of the first cold steel game which originally came out on the ps3 and vita and i have those versions but i never really got into them now with cold steel the this the, the, the decisive edition um i pushed through because i i reviewed it for irrational passions we we i got it early and i pushed through because the, the beginning starts slow it, you have to kind of push yourself through um the first few chapters but once you do once you like really can start connecting with characters man it doesn't let go and the the ending of this first game especially is perhaps one of the most badass just like emotionally heart-pounding endings of any rpg i have ever played and i'm not going to say anything about what happens because it's worth ex it's it's worth experiencing on your own and this is a series worth more attention. And I will shout from the mountaintops, play the Legend of Heroes Trails uh, series, whether uh, play through Trails in the Sky, I, I've also played through those, but those are on PC and PSP. Play through Trails in the Sky, first chapter, second chapter, third. They're on Steam right now. Play through Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. It, one, two, and three. We'll get into the other two later play through them they are worth they are so worth the experience and the characters and the world that all these games are part of and this near this ever-expanding narrative it is fantastic 
you can I think you're fine jumping in at Cold Steel games uh, with Cold Steel 1 and 2 you're absolutely fine um, I would advise uh, playing through the Trails in the Sky games before jumping into Cold Steel 3 but I'll talk about more of that later but yes oh oh the dogs the, my, my Shiba is barking someone is outside to kill us all um but yes, the next game is Final Fantasy VII. It came out on the Xbox One and Switch uh, with kind of those remastered. Um, Path of Exile came to PS4. That's a really good kind of Diablo-like game. Some people say it's what Diablo 3 should have been. I'm not getting into that. I like them both. Um, I haven't played the PS4 version. I played the PC version, and I like it a lot. But... Uh, yeah, give it a try. It's a free-to-play, so you really can't go wrong. And they recently announced that their their next big push at ExileCon or PathCon, I can't remember what it's called, is going to be Path of Exile 2. <coughs> big update to the current Path of Exile, so check it out. Highly recommend it. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time. So really, uh, my time was spent pretty much with... Cold Steel in the month of March and uh, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon but other games that came out were the Korean MMO Black Desert that came to Xbox One on March 6th Eternity The Last Unicorn on PS4 and PC March 5th The Caligula Effect Overdose that came out on PS4, Switch and PC on the 12th in the US and 15th in Europe Division 2 like I mentioned Fate Extella Link um I really, I really want to get into the Fate Stay Night series, um, but I haven't yet. So I haven't played Fate Extella, but you can play that if you are interested on the PS4, Switch, Vita, and PC. Um, Outward, that came out. I'm not super familiar with Outward. So outside of it coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, you can play it there. If you know what it is, because I don't. Uh, 7 Enhanced Edition. It, it I, Is there a 1 through 6? I don't know. I don't know, but it came out on PC and uh, PS4. Grim Shade that came out on PC. That I don't I don't know what that is. Nelky and the Legendary Alchemist Ateliers or Ateliers of the New World, PS4, Switch, and PC that came out on March 26. Now the Atelier games I played at I played a lot of the first Iris game on PS2. I played a bit of the second, never owned the third, and then I've purchased. In various various formats, uh, Adelir Meruru, uh, excuse me, Adelir Rabona, and a bunch of them, and it's one of those series that I want to get into. Um, I just haven't sunk enough time into into one of them, and there's so many at this point. Like I just have to pick a trilogy and just like jump in head first. Be like, yeah, we're we're doing this. Like this is this is September. We're doing we're doing Adelir games. Um, but yeah, this one, uh, Nelky and the Legendary Alchemist brought, it was like a anniversary kind of style game where alchemists from all sorts of, or pulling from all the different Adelier games teamed up, uh, to do alchemy. Um, I don't know much about the story. I just know that it's kind of like a, a team up game, right? Team up game. Uh, anyway, moving on, Princess Guide came out for PS4 and Switch and, Oprenica, the Oprenicia, the Stolen Sun, 
on the Xbox One PC. I, I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. But if you leave a comment or tweet at me, <coughs> excuse me, at SolidSnake120 with what it's about, I'd appreciate it. Um, next up, we have April. Um, yeah, let's... My birthday month, by the way. April 2nd. Uh, Darksiders War Mastered Edition came out on Switch. I don't know if I would... Cons- no, I don't... I wouldn't consider Darksiders an RPG. It's like Zelda, and I don't consider Zelda an RPG. Um, I think the question is, is Zelda an RPG? Is the video game equivalent of asking if a hot dog is a sandwich? It's like... Yeah, that that's my view. That's my hot take. Is that a hot take? I don't know, but that came out on April 2nd, my birthday, along with Sword and Fairy. Never played that, but... Let's see, what did I play uh, at this time? Hmm. Really nothing. Uh, None of the RPGs uh, I got into. I guess I was pretty busy. I I actually had just started. I was within, I just started my my current job at this point. So, but yes, Darksiders Warmaster Edition, that was April 2nd, along with Sword and Fairy. Valkyrie Anatomia. Anatomia, uh, The Origin Mobile mobile RPG, Zonkai Zero, Last Beginning before PS4 and PC. Haven't played that, but I feel like I've heard of it. Slime Tactics on Switch, April 11th. Vaporum for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. That was 11th as well, along with Pathway on PC. Don't really know anything about all those games. Now, this was... We started... Or Xbox One and Switch started getting Final Fantasy games. Um, Final Fantasy X, X-2, and twelve, The Zodiac Age all came to Xbox One and Switch in the month of April. Very cool. Um, yeah, they're, they're Final Fantasy games. I love them. They're RPGs. I, I, I'm Professor RPG. I can't not love Final Fantasy. It's like, it's not a rule. It, it's a rule. I have to. Um, and those are some of the good ones. True fact... Final Fantasy XII is... I prefer Final Fantasy XII over Final Fantasy X. Also, with the exception of the story sucking, I actually really like X too. I love the dress sphere system. I'm a sucker. I am a absolute sucker for a game with job system. Like a job system. Yeah, it's weird. It's got pop music. Whatever. It's got a good game system. Not a huge fan of the mission mechanics. That's kind of... Eh. The job system, the dress spheres, it's good stuff. And gambits. What? Why hasn't Square done anything with gambits? Can someone tell me? Because I, I am a firm believer that Final Fantasy, both Final Fantasy 13 and 15, would have been exponentially better had they incorporated the gambit system into their games. Like a gambit 2.0 system, a gambit 3.0, so good. If you are having the computer control your party members, especially in 13 when you can't jump between your characters, or when Final Fantasy 15 first came out and you couldn't control or really do much with your char- the other party members, needs the Gambit system. Hands down, needs the Gambit system. And really, not many games, not many other RPGs has, has tried it. It's a shame because it's an absolute brilliant idea, and it teaches, like, beginner programming. 
the gambit search is very simple it's just if then statements with a graphic user interface that's all they are it's brilliant and you can have a logic chain which is just the order of where things go it's brilliant game developers square bring back do a gambit system if I can't control my my party members, if you just have them set to AI, give me a gambit system so I can control their AI. Damn it. Please. It's it's brilliant. Square, I love it. You haven't done anything with it. And I know I can switch between characters in Final Fantasy Remake. It looks really good. Where's the gambit system? I'm gonna say right now, it's gonna be it would be better with a gambit system. Uh, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen got ported to Switch, so that was cool. That's a fun game. Uh, true story, uh, Mike Burgess and Jared Green of Irrational Passions love Dragon's Dogma. Mike is a Dragon Dogma 2 uh, enthusiast. He desperately wants it. I'm hoping this year Capcom will give him something. Um, hopefully it's Dragon's Dogma 2, or if they won't do Dragon's Dogma 2, a spiritual successor. To Dragon's Dogma 2. That would be cool too. Um, but yeah, we got that. We got Dark Devotion on PC April 25th. SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamesh. Mike reviewed that. He said it was pretty cool. You should check out his review. I think it was Indie Highlights. I think it was in... No. Just go on irrationalpassions.com. Type in uh, SteamWorld Quest. It'll pop up. It'll be fantastic. I don't remember the score he gave, but it's good. He liked it. I do remember that. He did like it. Uh, Moreo Chronicle Hyper. That came out on Switch on the 26th. And Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark on the 30th. Yeah, I don't know that one. Uh, so we're in May now. We are in May. Oh, let's see. Did anything, uh... Yeah. Um, didn't really uh, jump on any RPGs in May either, myself. So we'll just go through... Uh... What came out? Yakuza Kiwami 2 came out on PC on the 9th. Still, I haven't touched that one yet. I want to. Um, I still need to buy it, actually. Druid Stone, The Secret of Manir Forest on PC. Don't know what that is, but sounds kind of cool. There's some pretty cool pronouns in that. Death End Request came out on PC on the 16th. Atlier Lulua, The Scion of Arlen, came out on PS4, Switch, and PC on the 21st in North America and the 24th in Europe. Dauntless. Dauntless is a fun game. It's a free-to-play, I would say, more action-focused Monster Hunter um, by Phoenix Labs. Really nice people, though. Or really nice people and developers. I had a chance to sit down and talk and uh, meet some of them at PAX. So give it a try. It's on Switch now. It's on PS4, PC, Xbox. It's a fun game. Get some friends. Hunt some monsters. It's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, Sword Art Online Hollow Realization came out on Switch on the 24th. Haven't played that. Kingdom Come Deliverance Royal Edition, um, where you're like a squire or something. I have this still sealed because I got it on sale around Christmas time. I'll play it sometime. Vambrace. Okay, I did play Vambrace, and I did uh, feature Vambrace in an indie highlight. I did. Good game. Um, it kind of reminded me of Darkest Dungeon. It's got some really cool art. Um hard very it's a fairly difficult game so just be aware of that but it's worth a check out i think it does some pretty cool things it's a 
side-scrolling kind of room-based RPG where you're like this you're this woman who has a magic MacGuffin item that lets her pass through like this giant storm and she has to defeat like a the necromancer lord or something like some evil dark wizard so the the storm will stop and the inhabitants of their this the city who's currently who are currently living underground and besieged by like zombies and ghosts can escape and the world will be saved um but yeah check that out that came out on pc may 28th um lapis x labyrinth came out on ps4 and switch i think I'm pretty sure this is the RPG where it's like a dungeon crawler or like a roguelike mystery dungeon kind of thing. And the stronger you get, the bigger boobs your character gets. I'm pretty sure this is it. Because I can picture the uh, the the logo and like they incorporate the a character's bust into it. I haven't played it. I wouldn't I wouldn't not play it just haven't played it maybe if it's on sale sometime you never know and steam world quest hand of gilgamesh released on uh, on pc on the 31st so we are at the halfway mark of the year with june e3 month and uh yeah i played some i played some games this this month i played some played some good games back in black in june um Persona Q2, New Cinema Labyrinth, came out finally on the 3DS. Really good game. It's an Etrian Odyssey-like game, but with Persona mechanics, uh, like the uh, Persona Fusion system and the skill cards and weaknesses and all sorts of stuff with cool, really, really pretty art, um, like chibi eyes, chibi-fied versions of the cast of Persona 3, 4, and 5. Really good game, really fun. I love love to see this game on switch i think if they can figure out a really good way to do the map system you'd be ooh, so good um also this month we got the remastered version of legend of heroes trails of cold steel 2 the relentless edition oh ah so good oh goodness this takes place right after the first game's ending so i'm not gonna go into it I'm just going to reiterate what I said with Cold Steel 1. So good. Worth worth your look at. Especially, It's got like the social system and kind of social link system of your Persona 3 through 5. And it has your magic system like Materia from Final Fantasy 7. Oh, it's just, just play it. Just please, please play it. If Even if it's on sale, just support the series. Because there's a number of games that haven't been localized yet that I, I desperately need to be localized. And new ones are being announced. And those need to be localized. So please, just support it. Do it for me. Do it for Professor RPG. I'll love you forever. Um, but Octopath Traveler came out on PC. I didn't play that, but I have it on Switch. And I absolutely love it. Um, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night came out, um, on June 18th and June 25th on Switch. Love this game. I really, really, I, uh, this is one of my top 10 games of, uh, 2019. I absolutely fell in love with it. Alex and I recorded, Alex O'Neill, editor-in-chief for Rational Passions, 
we recorded an, a, a good discussion, like a review discussion when after we had played this that you can find over on um, IPP Presents, the podcast feed for that. Um, and you can also find on YouTube my video on what I think Bloodstained does better than Symphony of the Night, which I highly recommend, youtube.com slash Rational Passions. But I just, I love this game. I got so hooked there with the collection aspect of the um, crystal shards and being able to level those up and grinding so they become passive and just like automatically equipped and then there's the crafting mechanics to constantly unlock weapons or not unlock but create new armor and weapons and then the cooking which boosts your stats there's just there's so many mechanics in this game and there are definitely things um, that I think could be improved on and should be if they continue the series. But oh, so good. I love the lore of it um, with the, like the battle between and just the storied history between the alchemists and the shard binders and that whole relationship. And then the craziness with the church and the backstory with Sangetsu, who's David Hayter and David Hayter is a, a demon wielding samurai with an eye patch. It's just it's perfect. It's just so good. So good. Absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, it's a funny story with Bloodstained and with Koji Igarashi. Um, at PAX West 20, 2018? Yeah, 2018, I was going to a meeting and Igarashi was running out. And I, and I met him and I asked him if I could get a picture and he was stopping. He was in a rush, um, I guess. And he had stopped and was starting to put his stuff down so we could get a picture. And his um, translator, the woman with him, kind of helping him along, said he was busy and he couldn't. And he, like, waved and was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But, so yeah, that's how I met Koji Igarashi. It was cool. I wish I had gotten the photo, but he looked, he, this was, like, right in the middle of the press tour for Bloodstained. So I completely understand still a bummer uh maybe maybe next time maybe next time maybe if there's a bloodstain too and i run into him um but uh, those are the games i i i played we also had elder scrolls online elsewhere came out june 4th warhammer chaos bane i think that's like the diablo-esque game um, but that came out june 4th as well artifact adventure gate and dx on switch june 6th uh, not familiar with those. Dragonstein, Dragonstar Varnir, June 11th. God Wars, the Complete Legend. I've heard of this, but I haven't played this. This came out on PC. I feel like this was originally like a Vita game or something. Citizens of Space, sequel to Citizens of Earth. This was kind of like a... I've seen this, and it was... It's like an Earthbound-style kind of tongue-in-cheek RPG, turn-based RPG. I haven't played them, but I've heard very good things. That came out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC June 18th. Super Neptunia RPG came out on PS4, Switch, and PC on uh, June 20th for PC, 25th for uh, North America, and 28th for Europe. Neptunia, I got things to... I don't know enough about Neptunia. I've only played... A bit of the very first one on PS3, and it was so rough, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I know re the the Rebirth games kind of cleaned things up and helped, 
I think I might have a Rebirth game or two, like digitally, but I haven't played it yet. I, I, it's a fun idea, uh, turning kind of video game consoles into magical girls and having them fight in an RPG. It's interesting. I don't know what's specifically special about Super Neptunia RPG, but who knows? Uh, if you like it, let me know. Magia Record, Puella, Magi Madoka, Magica Side Story Mobile. I think this is Madoka Magic uh, RPG, maybe? Judgment came out uh, June 25th. This was a huge game. Uh, Dual Shockers Game of the Year. Um, play it, especially if like you like Yakuza and Kamiko came out on Steam on June 26th. I haven't, I don't know anything about that one. Uh, July came around. We got some, we got some good Nintendo, uh, some good Switch games. Um, but really starting off the month, we started off strong with Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, which is like fantastic. I'm still working through Stormblood, but I've heard nothing but good things about Shadowbringers. So... I think maybe in February I'm going to push through the rest of Stormblood and get into Shadowbringers. Um, but that came out. Dragon Quest Builders came out for Switch and PS4. That's a lot of fun. Uh, surprisingly. Surpri- not surprisingly. That's That, that comes came out wrong. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. I had a lot of fun with Builders. I wish the online kind of co-op was better. I wish you could co-op the story online with uh, with Builders, too. That would have been really fun because Mike and Alex and I from my P were really wanting to to do the story mode of that. But uh, fantastic game, really good building aspects, pretty good RPG systems, pretty good story. Check it out. Um, God Eater Three was ported to Switch. That came out. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance came out, and this was um, it's. It's fun. I like Marvel Alliance 3. I like kind of the art, cartoony art style. I think it does it well. My biggest gripe with it is how they took away kind of the gear system. Like, well, they didn't really take away gears because you have, like, the crystals now. But, good God, the costumes. They, oh, man. I'm sorry. Having You can't call palette swaps of a costume a skin. You, you really can't. And coming... Man, the old Ultimate Alliance games, each character had, like, 20... Or, not 20, that's that's a bit extreme, but, like, a bunch of, like, redesigned outfits that you could put on them. And this game had, like, none of that. Like, they've added them through DLC and stuff, which I appreciate, but do it through release, man. Um, but no, had a lot of fun playing this one. I, I especially enjoyed the night I played with um, Snowbike Mike. We streamed that along with Kevin Miller for a little bit of Kind of Funny and Blessing Adiyoye, previously of OK Beast, now with now with Kind of Funny. We did a, a game night. That was a lot of fun. And Loki Mike Woods, uh, one of Mike, Snowbike Mike's friends, swapped in for Mr. Miller when he had to go. But fun game. Characters need more than four skills. That's another thing they kind of nerfed with this game. That was a kind of a bummer. They've released some cool characters. I need to play Gambit and download some of the new character packs. Those are cool, but... Uh, I, I don't feel like it stacks up. It does. It's definitely the bottom, I would I would say, of the, of the Ultimate Alliance series. But I'm glad it's back. 
I'd like to see it continue to uh, evolve. And Fire Emblem Three Houses came out. Wow. Fire Emblem. Wow. This, this game revived. <laughs> it was like a... Such a big shot in the arm for this series, especially in the West. Um, this, this, this was a good game. It's got really... Uh, what can I say? I went Golden Deer. I went Golden Deer with Claude the Archer, and I'm so glad I did, especially with all the memes that came out after... With Especially around his voice actor, who's uh, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. He's really um, lived it up. The that he's Claude and or that he plays Claude. Like he he streamed this and he does all sorts of really funny things. Joe Zyja, I think it is, or I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't remember, but but yeah, Golden Deer's for life, man. And really, I only picked Golden Deer so I could tell people to go buck themselves, but. I'm so glad I did. Fantastic game. Can't wait to see what the Fire Emblem series does from here on. And I think we still have, like, DLC campaign stuff they haven't added. I think that's coming out. I think there's two that are coming out, I think, first quarter of this year, and then another one in the summer. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, other games that came out, Luca Born of a Dream. Don't know anything about that. Kill Squad, don't really know about anything that. The digital version of the tabletop board game Gloomhaven came out um, in early access. Warlocks 2, Glad Slayers came out. Don't know anything about that. Swords and Souls, never seen. Don't know. Aratus, Lord of the Dead, don't know anything about that. So, oh. uh, next is next uh, was next up was August. Um. Some bigger games, uh, or some cool games, I would say. Uh, nothing I really... I, I Okay. Really, I played one main game uh, this month, and this was, collect I guess, two, because technically the console version of Vambrace came out this month, which is when I, I, I played Vambrace that I mentioned earlier. But the big one for me that came out was... The collection of mana, we finally got collection of mana, the collection, or I'm saying collection a lot. The bundle of uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, Secret of Mana, and Seiken Detsetsu 3 uh, finally localized for the first time in English as Trials of Mana. That was fantastic. I know a lot of people, myself included, were hoping that would get localized at some point. Um, and we even got a physical copy, so... Um, so that's been fun. I'm, I'm working through my first playthrough of Trials of Mana as Hawk, the kind of thief dude. Um, and that's been a lot of fun. But uh, we also got uh, Pillars of Eternity, the complete edition, got ported to Switch on the 8th. Uh, Grandia HD Collection came to the Switch. That's a fantastic... Oh, Grandia is so good. Um, it's one of those older series that desperately need a, a revival good turn-based RPG from the, the PS1 our PS1 era and PS2 era, so check it out. Um, but other games that came out, Jupiter Hell came out on PC, Legends of Amberlin, The Forgotten Crown, I feel like I've heard of that, but I don't know anything about it. Legends of Aria, um, 
Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet Complete came out on Switch. Fell Seal's Arbiter Mark on Switch. Oninaki came out on PS4, Switch, and PC. This was, I believe, the Tokyo Game Factory, um, the kind of the offshoot of Square, their action RPG. Um, I haven't played it. It looked interesting, and then it kind of got middling reviews, so um, maybe I'll pick it up if it's ever on sale. Black Desert came out on PS4, that Korean MMO. Minoria on PC, Pagan Online, PC, Crystar for PS4 and PC. Um, the Bard's Tale 4 Barrow's Deep Director's Cut came out on PS4 and Xbox One. Wayward Souls, um, Van Brace Cold Soul came out on console. Decay of Logos. I think this is the one that was like a ripoff of Breath of the Wild, but was bad, I think. And then Re-Legend came out on PC. Now September started to roll around and we got some more games. Um, for this one, the main ones I really played were... Um, oh, Dragon Quest. Man, oh, I, oh, I played some Dragon Quest this month. Um, towards the end of the month, we got the fantastic Dragon Quest XI-S Echoes of Elusive Age definitive edition for switch wow what oh there's they added so much to this game it's so good but i'm gonna save it because uh you can expect a dragon quest 11 s episode of rpg university um next uh that, that that's going to be the next episode so i'm gonna see save a lot of my talk for that but just wow good game good game and we also got Dragon Quest 1 through 3 um, ports just magically the same day. So, not a huge fan of the art style, but I have to say my biggest complaint is that it, it's um, not unified. It's a lot of, like, the enemy sprites or the enemies are, like, hand-drawn and they look very nice. And the backgrounds are, like, pixel art, but then the characters, like, a different density of pixels is really weird. And I think that disconnect is it's not that visually appealing like just stick with one style and when you see games like um we'll get into it like the saga games that they remade or all sorts of it's like just stick with a single kind of unified art style and that would make it so much better but i still got all three of them digitally and i imported the physical edition with the english um for collector's sake so Really good games. Fantastic. Um, Code Vein came out. That's been a lot of fun. Um, Alex and I actually have been have done some streams, uh, some co-op streams of it. It's it's fun. One of the best character creators I've ever seen, um, ever played in a game. Really, really impressive. I made Sora from Kingdom Hearts, actually. Um, turned out really well, too. But that was... I've enjoyed Code Vein. Um, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Um, Nino Kuni, the remasters, came out. That was oh, Nino Kuni was my game of the year. The year it came out, absolutely loved the original Nino Kuni. The second one, not as good, um, but I still need to finish the second Nino Kuni. But the first one, so good, um, and, and this version is is stellar, is stellar. Um, 
Link's Awakening, I'm not going to really talk about because I don't consider it an RPG. So we'll move along. Um, right alongside Darksiders 2 def- uh, Definit- Definitive Edition. Um, I feel like Darksiders 2 is probably more RPG-ish than the first one. Because it has all the gear and loot and stuff. But I still don't wouldn't necessarily call it a RPG. Um, Borderlands 3 came out. Uh, played that pretty strong for the first couple weeks and then kind of died off. I, it didn't grab me like the second one did. I, I absolutely love the second one. I stayed up all night with a couple friends the day that came out. Um, and I stayed up pretty late the, the night the third one came out, playing with one of my good friends, Ken. But, uh, this, it, it just didn't grab me, grab me as much, um, as the other. Still a fun game. I, I attended... <laughs> I attended the announcement panel at PAX East. Let me tell you, those lines, I have never seen lines that long. It was nuts. And then Randy Pitchford did some magic. Cool. Um, okay. Sure. Oh, and then everything spiraled out of control for Randy Pitchford on Twitter. He got to some Twitter fights. It was... Oh, man, there was a lot of drama now that I think about it in 2019 in terms of games. Damn. Ugh. But yes, uh, Final Fantasy VIII got remastered and released for all the consoles and the platforms. Um, I'm actually currently playing through a solo character platinum playthrough where using only a single character, I'm going for the platinum trophy. So you can catch that on twitch.tv slash rationalpassions if you so want to. Um, Torchlight 2 got ported to console. That's cool. I feel like it's like four years too late. (laughs) Um, I know there's that new Torchlight game coming out, which now that I think about it has been conspicuously silent for like a long time, probably like six months, six to eight months. I have to say, I haven't heard anything about it, but, um, Torchlight 2 came out, I guess, to remind people that Torchlight's still a thing. Um, I love, and don't get me wrong, I love Torchlight. I, I've played a ton of it on PC. Um, really, really good. I just, I feel like that ship has sailed. Kind of like a Halo live-action movie or Uncharted, or live-action TV show or Uncharted movie. That's just me, though. Um, Greedfall, I've heard really good things. I've heard, I've heard pretty good things by, I know it's also mixed, but, uh, I want to. I want to try that eventually. Monster Hunter World Iceborne came out. I really. I. I should put more time into this because I really like Monster Hunter World, and I picked up Iceborne, but I haven't really. I've done a few hunts and they were fun, but then other things came out and things got busy. So I haven't put as much time as I really should into Iceborne, but hopefully I can alleviate that issue. Um, uh, the Surge 2, uh, I haven't played The Surge, but it's like a dark sci-fi Dark Souls, and I hear dark, Surge 2 is pretty pretty good. Um, but yeah, the other games, the other ones that came out, Children of Mortar, that was a pretty good kind of roguelike um, RPG that came out on PC. Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive, or Definitive Edition came out on Switch, fantastic games. Um, Sin Slayers came out on PC. Don't know anything about that. Caravan Stories, same with that. Yuto Ware Uno Mono Zan came out on PS4. Say that three times fast, and I'm sorry, I probably butchered it. Excuse me. 
Queen's Wish, The Conqueror, that came out on PC. Don't know anything about that. Niflheim, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Various Day Life, that came out on iOS, apparently. Uh, I don't know anything about either of those games. Cat Quest, <gasps> excuse me, Cat Quest 2, The Lupus Empire, that's a cat-themed RPG. I remember the box art more than the actual game. It's got a cute little yellow cat holding a sword up. Um, Encased came out on PC. I don't know anything about that. Stingian, Reign of the Old Ones. Don't know anything about that. Um, Astelia, PC. Don't know anything about that. And Cube World. I'm not familiar with that either. Um, it's Halloween month. We're into October. Um, <laughs> we got a lot of Baldur's Gate. Um, <laughs> we got a lot of... Uh, we got a lot of um, D&D games this month because uh, the enhanced the console releases of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 uh, and then the Planescape Torment and Icewind Dale bundles, those came out for console, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 came out on October 22nd and I sank 100 hours into this game. Um, this absolutely love this absolutely love this game it just solidified it even more um i'm in desperate need for nice to announce a localization of the last cold steel game um which they're teasing they're they're gonna announce something at pack south uh this week friday so hopefully hopefully it's cold steel 4 hopefully it's cold steel 4 but uh this there's a bit of a time skip or time gap between the end of two and the start of three so they kind of positioned Cold Steel 3 as a jumping in point to Cold Steel. Um, so you didn't necessarily have to spend another 100 hours playing through the first two Cold Steel games. But I would advise before you jump into Cold Steel 3, it it would behoove you to play through the Trails in the Sky games. I didn't, but I wish I had. And especially play through them before Cold Steel 4 comes out. If it does, which I hope it will. Um, Disc Creatures, the single-person created like Pokemon game, came out on PC. That was pretty good. I've I haven't put too much time into that. I will need to put more into. Um, made by one dude. Really impressive. Really cool. Like pixel, like old school, like Game Boy aesthetics. Uh, it's on Steam. Um, Disco Elysium. I started playing. Really fun. It's won a bunch of awards. Give it a try. Um, some sort of dark ritual was also performed this month and they managed to port Witcher 3 to Switch. Um, I haven't played that, uh, but it still blows me away that that's a thing, that that, 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 that was possible. Alliance Alive HD Remaster came out for PS4 and Switch. Now, I reviewed and covered and made a guide for Alliance Alive on 3DS and I really liked it. Um... And I got Alliance Alive, the remaster for both PS4 and Switch as well. They're still sealed, unfortunately. My sealed backlog grew tremendously uh, in 2019. I'm ashamed to say, but really good, a really fun RPG, really kind of interesting way they handle leveling up and skills and and stuff. So I, I recommend checking it out. Um, Indivisible, the cool, like it's like, it platforms like a metroid game but combat is like valkyrie profile it's really interesting and 
I like the art more than anything else in the game. Like the combat is still pretty solid where each character gets a few different varieties of attacks, but all in all, like the art in this game is really what I took away from it. And uh yeah, good game. Um I would check it out. Mike did a review on it, really good review over on the site, so you should check that out if you're more interested. He he'll he's played more of it than I have and he his review goes into pretty good detail on what you can expect and some of his gripes he had with it which which i concur with and and mirror but definitely definitely give it a give it a check so other games that came out warsaw and pc uh, another super robot wars this time super robot wars v came out on switch um in the the english asian edition or the asian territories version with english subtitles legrand legacy Tale of the Fate Bounds. Uh, there was an earlier Legrand Legacy. Um, Rhymeland's Hammer of Thor came out on Switch. I don't know anything about that. Um, Dragon Star Varnier. That was PC. I don't know anything about that. Mistover. Same thing. Children of Morta came to PS4 and Xbox One. Um, Grandia. The first Grandia uh, HD came to PC because previously only Grandia 2 was available on PC. Little Town Hero by Game Freak came out. This always this looked more fun than it. I guess it turned out to be. Um, it, it got pretty universally panned. Um, I was intrigued by it, but because it came out so close to Cold Steel, I was like deep into into Cold Steel three at that time to make sure I had my review and my guide out for for embargo and release so i kind of passed on that and i haven't i haven't looked back so i guess i just saved my money um mary skelter 2 that's a um niece property no x yeah it's like a horror rpg with girls based on um fairy tales i played the first one it wasn't too bad i played the first one on on vita it was pretty good did have not played this uh mary skelter 2 though destiny connect tiktok travelers i've heard i i can picture the box art but um gameplay and stuff i i can't tell you much about dark devotion don't really know about this outer worlds um the fallout new vegas successor by obsidian good game um i picked it up on game pass and I had a lot of fun with it. I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I didn't get super far. I think I got to like the third world or something. No, I got to... No, yeah, third world. And I had a good time. Um, just with everything else that come out, I didn't I didn't uh, finish it. But I enjoyed it. It's got some, got some very topical themes involved with it. With corruption and corporate shittery um sky of four complete plus came out for ps4 and switch i didn't know that also came out on ps4 i knew switch but i didn't realize it also came out on ps4 interesting um vampire that got ported over to switch that was the one from la uh 2017 where you're like a vampire doctor and you have to kind of balance your morality uh, Atlier Ryza came out, Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout. That was the start of the next Atelier trilogy, I want to say. So, 
Have not played that one. Looks good. Like I said, I want to get into the Atlier series at some point, but, you know, life. <sighs> when I retire. That's why, that's what I can honestly consider my backlog. It's, I'm just investing in my retirement at this point. One day, though. One day. November comes around and we start seeing, uh, things slow down a little bit. It's getting closer, um, to the holidays. So, not, not, I mean, we d definitely got some big games, um, that came out. But, uh, but yeah, so... We got Shenmue 3. I don't know if you would consider that a role-playing game. I guess you are playing a role, but then if you extend that logic, you every game's a role-playing game. So I'm, I'm going to throw that in with Zelda. It's not an RPG. I've also never played them. Um, but one someday. Um, Romancing Saga 3 that finally came out over, uh, over in the West. Vita game came out on Vita, Switch, Xbox One. PC and mobile and PS4. I don't. I can't remember if I said that. Um, Sparklight. Uh, that's with Zelda. That's a kind of like a Zelda e game. Um, tried it at PAX. It was pretty cool. Um, Mr. Alex O'Neill wrote up a really good article about it, so you should check that out. <clears throat> really good, really good article. He he makes a lot of good points. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield came out, and yeah. The national decks things was a, was a whole deck skate was the thing and man just last week they announced all the DLC for that and good game um I, I played through and beat sword I, I enjoyed it I thought the um team yell I thought was underutilized um I think the end the ending felt very rushed to me in terms of narrative and I know Pokemon's never been like narrative heavy like it's never that's never been its focus so much but it just it came together really fast and kind of out of the blue and I was kind of let down by it um I I love a lot of the quality of life improvements though um I think that's the biggest thing with sword and shield like the biggest hoorah like the biggest good plus in the game's corner and it's I, i'm it's weird because i haven't collected all the pokemon in in a pokemon game since the original red game or red and blue version but even so it still kind of bumps me out that all of the Pokemon aren't aren't in Sword and Shield, and I'm not like I wasn't one of the ones like oh I'm never buying it or I'm swearing off. How dare they? I I I didn't go that far. I was just mm -hmm. that's kind of a bummer. That that that's kind of the vibe uh, I feel, and I still do. I'm glad they're adding a bunch with the DLC, but still, it's like especially the starters. I think that's what hurt the most was. There wasn't a way to get all those starters from from the different generations, but I think it's a it's a really good Sword and Shield are a really good starting not starting off point, but like a good benchmark to grow from for the next mainline Pokemon games because it has a lot of good ideas. They just need to really invest time and flesh things out. And honestly, I don't want any new Pokemon. Just tone it back. It. 
yeah, there were some really cool designs in Sword and Shield, but I would so much rather give go back to like the gold and silver idea. Give me like multiple regions. Like do multiple regional forms. Like expand on that aspect or bring back um mega evolutions. Mega evolutions I loved. I love mega evolutions. The Gigantamax forms doesn't do it for me. I think I would have been happier had they just kept it Mega Evolutions, personally. I know it's kind of the same thing, but... <sighs> yeah, I'm... Just just give me Mega Evolutions. Just ex no new Pokemon, like no brand new Pokemon. Just expand on the new form varieties of Pokemon and bring back Mega Evolutions. That's what I want. And SD Gundam G-Generation Crossways came out. This was the first time we had gotten a local release in the U.S. of this this series. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. it the, the menus are god-awful. Like, they, they look like placeholders. It's really weird, especially having imported the previous game. Um, G-Generation... I can't remember the ones with the uh, the Universal Century, um, but this is also a, a tactical RPG. Good amount of depth to it because you can level up the pilots in addition to the individual mechs and evolve them, and it's crazy. Um, but a really good game. I actually reviewed it. I gave it an eight, um, so and that you can check out. But um, it had it. it the combat is the coolest part of these SD Gundam games. Um, seeing your units, like your dream team of dream teams of units, fighting and letting loose some sweet attacks. But this game added an ability where you can dispatch teams for X amount of time, like real real hours, like real time. So, like, if you dispatch them for, like, 12 hours, so, so, like, you do it after night, or after you go to bed, or before you go to bed while you're at work and come home, your units will have leveled up, like, three times. Your pilots and your mechs. So, it all, it, it makes it so it's more beneficial and time, uh, efficient to not play the game. So you can level up your units and unlock new new suits and kind of develop them. Same thing with money. It, that dispatch feature makes it more efficient to not play the game. And that's one of my biggest hang-ups with it. And I know you can choose just to not use that feature. Excuse me. But considering in normal combat, you have to... Each individual unit you have to attack with in order for them to gain some experience. And really, they don't gain any experience unless they actually take down an enemy. Now multiply that with five people, or five five or six units per team, per squad. Having to divvy up a set number of enemies per map? It's like, okay, you might have a couple people grow a level or two, and but it's just... Why do that when you could literally just send them off on a dispatch mission for while you're in bed, like while you're sleeping, and you wake up and they're three level, everyone's three levels higher. It's just, that part rubbed me the wrong way. Um, 
and and I would like to see it balanced, balanced a bit more, especially since you can earn items that reduce the the time that they're away. It's like, come on now, it's kind of silly, but still a fun game. Still highly recommend. That's on Steam. You can get that. And if you're a fan of tactical RPGs or Gundam, highly recommend. Plus, you can replace all the sound, like all the um, MIDI versions of the series battle tracks with there's an easy way you can swap them in and out with actual tracks you you would have to supply them yourself but it's pretty good there's some good customize customization options for you um but really that's all i played other games that came out in old november was citadel forge with fire for console or for ps4 xbox one and pc i don't really that left early access um conception plus maidens of the 12 stars for ps4 and pc this was like enhanced remaster port of the original conception game which is a weird ass rpg where like you have to magically not impregnate girls to then generate heirs that are strong like the star children i think they're called it's weird it it's it's weird it's a very anime game it is a very anime game um I dabble in Conception 2, but I haven't played Conception Plus. Um, Romancing Saga 3, the remake of uh, that came out over here for a bunch of things. That was the one that came out on Vita. Rune 2, not familiar with that one. Yaga came out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Haven't played that. Paranoia Happiness is Mandatory. I feel like I've heard of this, but I know nothing about it. That was released on PC. Kingdom Under Fire 2, which is like a tactical slash mixed with MMO game, um, came out on PC. I know a lot of people were really, really excited for this game. Um, Angry Joe, I know, was crazy excited for this game, but um, I never played the first one or really, really followed this one. So I hope if you're playing it, you like it, and I would love to hear about it. Uh, Children of Mordor came out on Switch. That got ported over. Bug Fables, don't know about that one, but that brings November to a close and into the final month. Uh, December saw some saw some strong ones, um, some strong games, and uh, yeah, some more Dungeons and Dragons kind of stuff. So we had Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions release. Uh, for PS4, Switch, PC, and mobile on December 3rd. And I have heard this game is fantastic. Um, I haven't played it. I have it downloaded because I won a gift card <laughs> for the PlayStation Store. So I picked up Romancing Saga 2, 3, and then Scarlet Grace. I have not played it yet. But all the people saying how amazing it is, especially the battle system, have made me want to. So maybe in February. Maybe I'll do it in February before the craziness that is uh, April. And the end of March. Um, Hero Land came out on PS4, Switch, and PC December 3rd. We got Everreach Project Eden on Xbox and PC. Don't really know anything about that one. Darksiders Genesis. I feel I haven't played this, but I feel like it's not very RPG y. But um, Mike, uh, Mike Burgess, he's played it on PC and he enjoys it. Or he might have played it on Stadia. I don't remember. No. No, none of us got Stadia. Never mind. He played on PC. Um, but I think he liked it. So, um, Immortal Planet, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. Haven't played it. Ashen, 
I dabbled in that when it was on Xbox Game Pass. I played that a little bit. Um, Hades uh, entered Steam Early Access. I haven't played it. I love the art style, and I want to play it. I just haven't yet. Uh, Virgo versus the Zodiac. don't know anything about that. Um, but that came out on PC. And Vesteria Saga 1 War of the Scions on PC. I don't know anything about that. But really the game I played the most this month and really loved was the Star Ocean First Departure R remake for PS4 and Switch. Uh, I played through and really enjoyed that. Um, I, I'm a fan of the Star Ocean games. I have all of them. I haven't beaten all of them. Um, I really, at this point, I've only been beaten First Remake R and 5, which... Oh, 5. Oh, 5. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. But no, I really enjoyed First Departure First Departure R. The crafting, I spent a lot of time crafting items. Once I figured out crafting, I just, I did that for like probably half a day and just got all the money I could ever want. And it was, it was a really good time. It was a really good time. But, but that will do it. For those games, or for the games that actually came out, and kind of some of my backstory, but here we go around the web. We look at, I asked the JRPG subreddit earlier what some of their favorite RPGs of 2019 were, so let's see what they said. Spell of Destruction said Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions for is are their is one of their uh, favorite RPGs of the previous year, and they love it for its open-ended exploration and experimentation and its bomb battle system. Trails of Cold Steel 3 is also one of theirs for their story and also excellent battle system. Completely agree with uh, Cold Steel 3. Uh, love the game. I, I ooh, Good battle system. It's a good classic E-turn-based uh, battle system with some with some good stuff. Lots of customization with how you want your party to roll. Um, really, really, really good. Um, Radinax concurs with Spell of Destruction responding, this one is absolutely amazing. Imagine what they can do with a much higher budget. I can only pray for a new high quality saga game to be announced. Well, I know they want to bring back the saga games. In addition to the um, second Densetsu game, so the Mana series. So we'll, you'll have to see. The original, uh, one of their favorite RPGs of 2019 was Final Fantasy XIV. I know there are a lot of people out there who won't consider an MMO an RPG, but Final Fantasy XIV has been deeply rooted in its JRPG bloodline since A Realm Reborn. The whole thing from top to bottom is a love letter to Final Fantasy fans, and you're doing yourself a disservice if you write it off as just another MMO. This past year, Shadowbringers expansion upped the stakes to 11, and has quickly jumped Final Fantasy XIV to one of my all-time top Final Fantasy titles. True story, right now, um, Mr. Quinn uh, has started... In the past couple days, been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV and is really digging it. Alex O'Neill, he's uh, playing Final Fantasy XIV with his friend Justin, and I believe Mike Burgess is going to be hopping on the bandwagon as well. 
here shortly. So I'm going to have a lot more rational people to play Final Fantasy XIV with, and I'm looking forward to it. Looking very, very forward to it. Next up, we have Ecole uh, uh, Businessnier. I'm super sorry for butchering your name. I'm very Ecole Businessnier. Uh, their favorite ones are Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it's not close. It's in my top favorite favorite games ever made. I've raved about it over and over on this sub, so I'll spare everyone too much rambling. But the too long didn't read is that I adore its narrative, particularly how it's structured. I think its characters are some of the deepest and most lovable in the genre, and its mechanics and systems are my favorites of any RPG ever made. I've spent more time interfacing with the mechanics and systems of the three houses than I have in any other single-player game ever. My favorite memory of the game, though, has nothing to do with those systems. My favorite memory of it is when it first launched, when the internet was a buzz about it. The memes and discourse around launch were all so fun. I loved tormenting my friends about their choice of house. I was a local Edelgard stan, and all my friends were Golden Deer fans. Shout out to Golden Deers. So we changed our nicknames in Discord accordingly and made fun of each other for it all the time. My favorite bit of that was another friend of mine who was a, who's a Black Eagle fan posting a video like five times a day in Discord. Uh, in Merlin, Tally's in Merlin responds, Dragon Quest 11s Definitive Edition. I hemmed and hawed about replaying a game that had already taken two months to play the first time, but the game was even better the second time. The faster battle speed option kept me moving. The additional side content, like Talkington, offered entertaining returns to prior Dragon Quest towns and dungeons, and oh my god, the character-focused cutscenes at the start of Act 2 were amazing at adding context to the story and characterizations for Rab, Jade, Eric, and Silvando. I go back and forth on whether I would have liked it as much in a first playthrough when Act 2 begins with something happening. But I think it's a trade-off between delightful surprise and more development. Given how much I like Persona 5 and Trails, two games that involve exhaustive dialogue, maybe you can see why I'd like Dragon Quest XI's more in-depth approach. True story. True story, Tallies and Merlin. Good points. Icicle Disaster says their favorite RPG of the year was Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. It counts? Of course it counts. And they said they didn't play many new releases last year, but Code Vein was okay. I agree. Code Vein is pretty okay. Code Vein's good. I think saying pretty okay is underselling it. <clears throat> Next we have Jake Lionheart, Leonhart96. Code Vein was my favorite RPG of the year. Didn't actually get to play many JRPGs last year, only a rare few, but I blame my not playing much for Final Fantasy XIV I got into. Damn, that game got super addicting to the point of that's all I did on my days off. This year, though, I can see myself playing only Persona 5 Royal and maybe a few other JRPGs in the mix. I'm trying to tackle my backlog more this year. Hope to at least get some JRPGs done, even if I know Persona 5 Royal will take up my time your time and everybody else's but you only have like a week before final fantasy comes out so eh, maybe you're not a fan of final fantasy or you know cyberpunk or tr or trails of mana april is gonna suck my my sleep schedule is going to die in april if i die in april it's because i've of lack of sleep 
Just telling you all right now. The Royal Stig says either Fire Emblem Three Houses or Kingdom Hearts Three. Kingdom Hearts Three for just pure joy. It's such a blast playing that game and seeing the worlds. Fire Emblem Three Houses for the overall package. I really enjoyed a lot of the characters and the path I chose. Deers are the only choice. Golden Deers unite, man. That's what I'm talking about, my Golden Deer bros. And lady and sisters. Golden Deers unite. Uh, but I would have a hard time picking which one I enjoyed more because I enjoyed different parts of each one more than the other. Hey, there's no rules here. I'm cool. You want to do... Uh, both we can go with both but everybody yes for my own personal game jrpg or just rpg of the year i have to give it to the trails in the sky trilogy um absolutely loved it i spent close to 200 hours with class the members of class 7 i love it and as i've raved earlier go out and play it give it a try um you can usually snag it on Steam sales. The first two Cold Steel games are on Steam, though they get on sale for a while, or occasionally. You can also buy it physically and digitally on PS4. Great game. I mean, and the first two games are also available on PS3 and Vita. So please get out there and play it. Oh, and the third game's coming to Switch this year. But I would highly recommend you don't. If you can avoid it, start with one. That's that's Professor RPG's tip. Start with Cold Steel 1 instead of Cold Steel 3. But, everyone, we have a lot to look forward to here in 2020. So many RPGs. We got Bravely Default 2. We have Persona 5 Royal. We have Cyberpunk. We have Final Fantasy 7. We have games we don't even know about yet. Hopefully Cold Steel 4. But until then, everybody, the next episode will be a normal episode. This was just kind of a solo side quest, as we'll call it. As we look forward to the game it, starting next week, as uh, starting soon, we'll be having all of our, all the Irrational Passions Game of the Year content. So this seemed apropos to do a summarize session of the RPGs of 2019, so... Thank you, everybody, for stopping by. And if you've made it to the end of the episode, you have helped bring light back to the crystals. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to click the like button, put some stars, follow, do your whatever you need to. I'd very much appreciate it, and I would love you for it. So new episodes of RPG University come out every other Thursday, usually with a brand new guest talking about an RPG that he or she and I love. So until next time, everybody, thanks for stopping by. Class dismissed.